Amen. The many voices in the church today. And I'm praying that this will be a blessing to you uh, as it has been to me and how the Lord has used this time to teach me uh, many things concerning uh, the voice of God. Please, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 16. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. Thank you, Lord. Are you ready? I'm speaking on the many voices in the church. The many voices in the church. Hallelujah. The many voices in the church. And the purpose of the gifts of God, the purpose of the gifts of God and the purpose for our various meetings is very clear uh, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse number 11 to 16. It says, and I read, that, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, that we may grow up in all things to him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love and i'm going to explain that to you i'm going to explain that to you the purpose for which there are voices in the church today the purpose for which there are giftings in the church today is simple three things for equipping the saints of god for the work of ministry and for edifying the body of christ but for how long will this go the same scripture shows it he says till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god to a perfect man that is in the similitude of christ and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ it is that so so the scripture is telling us something that these giftings of god apostles pastors evangelists teachers prophets these giftings of god which i'm calling to the voices that their work should continue and it should be a work that will help mature people 
to grow in the unity of faith and to grow into the knowledge of the Son of God, to grow according to the stature of Christ. That is what he's saying. But for what purpose? Verse number 14, the purpose for this gift is shown. He says, so that we are no longer children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. I'll take it again. So that we are no longer children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. This is the purpose. The purpose for which God gave gifts and allowed voices in the church is that they should help the body of Christ in edifying, in equipping, in the work of ministry, that we are no longer children. We don't remain in spiritual toddlerhood. No, we don't remain in spiritual infancy. No, but that we are not tossed from place to place, from doctrine to doctrine, and we are not deceived. That is what he's saying. That is what he's saying. And to what end? To the end, when will this end? He says that, so that speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things into him who is the head. This picture is a picture of harmony and not cacophony and not disturbance. This picture is a picture of unison, every part working together so that we graduate from infancy and we grow and we grow till we get to the measure of the stature of Christ, which probably if you tell, take 10 believers and you tell them today, they will tell you it's almost impossible. Yeah, he says that we should grow to the measure of the stature of Christ Jesus. Now, today, in our churches, this appears to there appear to be many voices, many voices which differ from the voice of the church. The voice of the church is different from the voices we have in the church. The voice of the church is different from the many voices we have. You see, we are to be united in our faith. We are to be united in the knowledge of the Son of God. We are to grow or to have a common front concerning the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You see, but today, everything, the purpose, so that we are not tossed about, so that we don't move around, so that we are not deceived, is flipped. Rather, instead of having matured people, these voices are rather keeping people in spiritual infancy. These voices that are supposed to graduate people from one level to the other is keeping people in toddlerhood. There are too many voices. And people are unable to discern the voice of God. Listen, the voice of the church is the voice of Jesus Christ. The voice of the church is the voice of the Lord. And the voice of the Lord is one voice. The voice of the Lord is harmonious. The voice of the Lord is heading unison. 
The voice of the Lord is never in discord. The voice of the Lord does not speak against itself. There are many voices in the church today. But yet there is one true voice. Churches may cast votes. Church board of directors may decide what should happen, how people should move in the church. But listen, the voice of the Lord is clear. He's clear with everything. John chapter 10, verse number 1 to 5. He says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs by some other way, is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep, can you hear that? The sheep hear his voice. The sheep hears his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name. The Lord Jesus calls you by name, and he leads you out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. For they know his voice, yet they will not follow a stranger's voice. Are you listening? They will flee from a stranger because they do not know the voice of strangers. And I want to stay here a little bit. As the sheep of Christ, or are you a sheep of a pastor, or you are the sheep of a certain church? As the sheep of Christ, scripture says in John 10 that you know the voice of the Lord. Scripture says you know the voice of the Lord. Scripture says you know the voice of your master. Scripture says you will not follow the voice of a stranger. Whose voice are you listening to? And do you really know the voice of the Lord? Are you listening to the voice of the Lord? Or you are listening to the voices in the church? Everywhere you go today, you hear many voices imitating the voice of Christ. That says the Lord, that says the Lord, that says the Lord, that says the Lord, over and over again. But this is not the voice of the Lord. This is not the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord, these are strange voices. These are strange voices. They abuse people. They are sensational. This is not the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord is not sensational. The voice of God is not abusive. The voice of God is not proud. The voice of God is not ubiquitous everywhere. It is very special and unique that when you hear the voice of God, Ezekiel chapter 2 verse number 1, the prophet Ezekiel said, when the Lord spoke to me and I heard his words, he said the spirit of God entered into me as he was speaking. If you have a true encounter with the word of God, you receive an encounter with the spirit of God. Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that the Bible says that when, when the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the earth, he said, then God spoke. The voice of God went up. The moment the Spirit of God moved, the moment the Spirit of God moved, then God spoke. God's voice is not separate from his spirit. When you go into places where everybody's trying to imitate the voice of Christ, oh, that says the Lord, that says the Lord. Look for the presence of the Spirit of God. Because the voice of God is not separate from the Spirit of God. Ezekiel 2.1, Ezekiel 2.1, he says what? He says that, And as he spoke, the Spirit entered into me. As he spoke, the Spirit entered into me. 
as he spoke, the spirit entered into me. So you cannot separate the voice of God from the spirit of God. But that is what the church is doing today. You can enter into a place and some of these strange voices can predict everything from head to toe. Everything and yet in you, you realize there's no presence of God. There's no spirit of God. I don't know if you're a sheep of Christ, but I want to encourage you today because he says that my sheep know my voice and the voice of another they will not listen to. The voice of another they will not hear. The voice of another they will not hear. The voice of another they will not hear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at First Samuel chapter 3, verse number 1. You'll be surprised. First Samuel chapter 3, verse number 1. Just open it and then let's go. First Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare and there were not many visions. Did you hear that? The voice of the Lord was rare and there was no widespread revelation. There were no many visions. Thank you, Manuba. Listen to that. Listen to that. The word of the Lord is precious. You see, before Samuel grew up under Eli, Scripture is saying that God's word was so precious, it was rare. It's not today you go everywhere. Everybody just start imitating the voice of Christ. That says the Lord. That says the Lord. That says the Lord. That says the Lord. When the Lord has not spoken. When the Lord has not spoken. Strange voices. Yet the people who should identify the voice of strangers do not identify. People valued the word of God in the days of Samuel because it was rare. It was rare. I think the scripture says somewhere, it says that um, I'm going to send a famine on the land and it shall not be a famine of food or water, but it shall be hunger for the word of the law. The true voice of God is not in the church. It's not in many places. Samuel's time, the only voice they knew was the voice of the priest. Okay? So, Samuel, when Samuel was growing up, the voice he knew was the voice of his pastor. And then, first Samuel chapter 3, verse number 3 to 10, the Bible says that God decided to visit someone to speak with him. And so, verse number 4, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 4. Then the Lord called Samuel and Samuel answered. Okay, God called him and he answered. And he said, here I am. Then thinking it was early, he heard the voice of God. I pray that somebody will hear the voice of God. He heard the voice of God. But he thought it was Eli. He thought it was the voice of his pastor. So he ran to Eli's room. And then when he got into Eli's room, Eli said to him, he said to Eli, you called me. Then Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and sleep. Okay? So he went back to sleep. Then verse number six, the Bible says, then the Lord called him again. So he responded, yes. And then thinking it was Eli, he went back to Eli again. Then Eli said, I did not call you. Go back. And the Bible is saying that the, the word of the Lord, Samuel did not know the Lord. For the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to Samuel. So the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to Samuel. Then I'm asking you today, has the word of the Lord been revealed to you? 
Has the word of the Lord been revealed to you? Have you had an encounter with the original voice of God? Or you have only heard voices of prophets, voices of pastors, imitators of the true voice. When you hear the voice, you encounter the spirit. And so he kept hearing. He went the third time. So when he went the third time, Eli realized that this had to be the voice of God. Why? There were only two voices. The voice of Christ and the voice of the priest. No other voice. So Eli said, if I'm not the one calling him, it had to be God. Because God had called me like this before. Are you with me? So he said to him, go and lie down. And when he calls you again, hallelujah. I pray for you that you will hear the voice of God again. And when he calls you again, you will respond like this. Master, speak for thy servant heareth. Hallelujah. Today, do you know what we say? We say to the voices in the church, Oh, professor. Oh, go deep. Oh, go forensic. Oh, go deep. Because we have not encountered them. If you encounter God's true voice, you, you, will not, you will not actually have the grace and the time to be standing there on your feet and saying, go deep, go deep. Mm -mm. If you encounter the true voice of God, Ezekiel said, when the voice spoke, a spirit entered into me. Daniel said, then a voice spoke to me and then I fell on my knees and then a hand touched me and gave me strength and said, oh man, greatly beloved. Listen, when the spirit of God when the true voice of God comes to you, you wouldn't have grace. Listen to me very well. When the true voice of God is coming to you, you will not have time to stand there and be saying, go deep, go forensic. Go. You, you are encountering the voice of a man. And I'm saying it today for everybody to listen. Those of you keep, go deep, go forensic. Now, which part of God's word is shallow? Which part of God's revelation is? And somebody is giving a word from God, we go, go deep. Go forensic. The voice of God does not dwell in sensationalism. The voice of God is not ubiquitous. It's not just everywhere. Even the giftings of the spirit, they are called gifts, right? But how many people have it? Because you will not even give a gift to somebody who doesn't value you, right? You will not give a gift to somebody who doesn't value you. So they, though they are gifts, they're not everywhere. The voice of God, even though we are in the dispensation of the Spirit, the voice of God is not everywhere. That says the Lord. You have a pastor that every day, when you meet him every day at church, that says the Lord. The Lord told me this. The Lord, be careful. Be careful, be careful. It's, it's, read the Bible. Read the Bible. And see if the probability of occurrence is like that. Every day you go to a meeting, say the Lord told me this. Every day the Lord told me this. Every day the Lord told me this. He has mixed it. He's adding his voice. He's corrupting the true voice of God. And watch for the presence or the accompaniment of the Spirit of God anytime you hear the voice of God. Watch for it. Now listen. When God calls Samuel, Samuel had it, right? I want you to get that picture. Samuel had it. And then he ran to Eli's room. Now, when he was going to Eli's room, 
why didn't God tell him, don't go? It's not Eli. It is I, God. But check your Bible. Check your Bible. God never said anything to Samuel. When the boy heard the voice of God, he heard it. He responded, yes. Then he got up. But when he got up to go to Eli's room, God didn't stop him. He ran in there. Eli said, I didn't call you. Then he ran back. Then God said, Samuel. Then he said, yes, who called me? Then he talked to us, Eli. Then he ran again to Eli's room. Then Eli said, I did not call you. Stop disturbing me, boy. Then he goes back to his room. Then the Lord says again, Samuel. No, if he had Samuel, then he could have heard, don't go. It's not Eli, right? But God didn't say that. Do you know why God didn't say that? Do you know why God didn't say that? Because God was training Samuel to know the difference between the voice of God and the voice of the pastor. God was training Samuel to know the voice of God and the voice of a prophet. And most of us do not know the difference. That is why he allowed the young boy to go three times in and out. And anytime he had Samuel and he got into Eli's room, then he heard, I didn't call you. After the third time, listen, even if Eli, even if Eli did not instruct Samuel, the fourth time when God spoke, Samuel would not have gone to Eli. Would you have gone? You wouldn't. Now he would have begun to inquire, who is this? Who is this? Three times, four times, he kept going in and out, in and out, in and out. God wanted him to know the difference. And I want you to pray when we are praying. I want you to pray for the grace to be able to discern the difference, the difference between the voice of God and the voice of men. Three times he did that. Three times. So that he could tell the difference. And look at what Eli did. He said, go. Eli showed him how to hear from God. Today's voices in the church do not show you. They rather want you to know how to hear from them. They want you to know how to hear from them. You should hear from them and not from God. Eli said, this is not me speaking to you. And Eli was not going to take advantage of the young boy. Many people, God hasn't said nothing to them. And they pretend to be the voice of God. Listen. Look at 1 Kings chapter 22. 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 1 to 28. And I'll be paraphrasing because it's a long story. King Ahab was going to war against Ramoth Gilead. Now, when King Ahab wanted to go to war, the king of Judah, who is called King Jehoshaphat, visited Ahab. Now, when Jehoshaphat visited Ahab, Ahab said to Jehoshaphat, will you join me to go into battle? Jehoshaphat said, no problem, I'm going to join. But then Jehoshaphat asked him that. Can we seek the counsel of the Lord first? Can we hear the voice of God first? You understand? Then Ahab said, no problem. I have 400 prophets. Somebody say 400. 400 prophets. <laughs> I have 400 prophets who can tell us the voice of God. So he calls them. And one after the other. Prophet number one says, that says the Lord. Imitating the voice of God. Imitators of the voice of God are littered in our churches. And the sad thing is that people cannot identify it because we are all looking for sensationalism. Prophet, go deeper. Prophet, go deeper. I say, when you hear the voice of God, ask Ezekiel, ask Daniel, ask Isaiah, Isaiah 6. 
He said that, woe is me for I am unclean. Woe is me for I am undone. When you were in the presence of God, when you hear God, if you hear from God, one day the Lord spoke to me. I was passing under a tree. I was going to church around 5 a.m. I was carrying a keyboard. I was in the medical school. The tree shook. It shook. Like it shook. I had to stand. And when I stood, it kept shaking. Then the wind blew. Physically, 5 a.m., Kolebu Medical School. Under the tree by the long tennis court. Then a voice spoke from the top of the trees. And he said, I. He said it three times. I. I, I the Lord, I will bless you. Then the wind ceased. Then the shaking stopped. When you hear the voice of God, you it is it is not this it is not uh, separated from the Spirit of God. You can the church today is trying to separate the voice of God from the Spirit of God. We are dealing with soothsayers. We are dealing with soothsayers and not imitators of the voice. And not the and not the true voice of God. When the law speaks, the spirit of God is around. Evidence, we, we call it evidence-based medicine, evidence-based religion, evidence-based Christianity. The spirit of God is not separate. The church today gathers for what they should not gather to. The church today listens to who they shouldn't listen to. The church today gathers for what they shouldn't gather to and they refuse to gather for what they should gather to. The church today. Because everybody is looking for some kind of man, some kind of prophet, some kind of apostle, some kind... No, 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 no. So even young people growing up now and coming up in the faith, they are all... They, they go and sew dresses like some of these prophets, some of these... I'm talking about the voice of God and the voice of men. God allowed Samuel to run in and out of the corridor or the hallway three times so he would know the difference between Eli's voice and his voice. Yet Eli was not a false prophet. So you need to know the difference between the voice of God and the voice of that man of God or that woman of God. And I don't care whether it's a false prophet or whatever. Eli was not a false prophet. Yet God wanted Samuel to know the difference between Eli's voice and his voice. And I'm asking you, which voice are you listening to? Who do you listen to? Who do you listen to? Who do you listen to? Look at Ahab. He calls 400 prophets, 400 voices. One after the other, they prophesied and said, That says the Lord, the Holy One, go for you will win. Verse number 5 of 1 Kings 22. After that, verse number 7, then Jehoshaphat said, Is there no longer another prophet of the Lord whom I cannot inquire of? What? After 400 prophets had prophesied, something inside, I feel like getting up, oh Lord, something inside Jehoshaphat was not right. Something was not right. Something was not right inside Jehoshaphat. 400 prophecies. And he still said, do you have another one who is of the Lord? Because these 400, I perceive they are not speaking the voice of the Lord. As for you, one prophecy, you run out of church. You, you even change church because of one prophecy. He received 400 prophecies. 400, I'm telling you. He received 400 prophecies and he still said, can you get me a true man of God? Can you get me a true man of God? Can you get me a true man of God that I can speak to? 
Can somebody help me with the true man of God? 400 prophets. That says a lot. 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 And they spoke in unison. So it looked like it was the spirit of God. Because the voice of God is united. The voice of God is united. Well, next time I'll tell you about the voice of God. Next time I tell you about the voice of God. That voice of God. That voice of God. So when he said that, when he said that, then, then the king Ahab said, well, there's another guy. Listen, believers, you know, don't pretend you don't know who the true servants of God are. You know. You know. You know who true servants of God are. You just don't like what they say. You just don't like what they say. So, 400 prophecies. 400. I pray that the, the spirit that worked in Jehoshaphat shall work in you. 400. And he still said, can you get me another one? Can you get me another one? Because this one, I don't know. This one, I don't know. So, he said, well, there's another one. I really don't like you. Because he doesn't speak anything. He doesn't speak. God will not tell you what you like. God will not tell you what you like. Those men of God are just the cunning, craftiness, efficiency, which you know. All right? So he called Micah. When Micah came, Micah said, <laughs> Oh, King, go. Go, go, you will win. You win the battle. Go. Then the king said, no, I want you to tell me the real thing. Then he said, do you want to know the real thing? I saw the Lord seated on his throne and the host of heaven before him. Then I heard the Lord say, who will go and persuade Ahab to fall at Ramoth Gilead? Then the spirits of the host of heaven spoke among themselves. And one came and said, I will go and persuade him. And the Lord said, how? And he said, I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets. So, give the prophets the benefit of the doubt. They were hearing from a certain voice. But it was not the voice of the Lord. It was that voice of that spirit that said to the Lord, I will go and be a lying spirit. A lying voice. Today, pastors, prophets, apostles... They enter into churches and people's marriage will break because of prophecy. People's business will collapse because of prophecy. People's and we are sitting there saying what deep, deep, deep. What deep? What what deep? What is deep? I want to understand what I'm writing a book. I've written about this deep, deep thing. What is deep? Which part of God's were they shallow? Which part of God's were they shallow? Isaiah said, Woe is me. Woe is me. Ezekiel said, the spirit entered into me. As for you, when the spirit is there, you will have your mobile phone on and you'll be videoing and you'll be shouting, Papa, go deep, go deep, go deep. Sensationalism. One prophet was called, one prophet was called Zedekiah. I'm speaking from 1 Kings 22. When Micah was prophesying, this prophet went to mold iron, iron gloves and put it on his hand. And he used it as a prophetic act and said to the king, that says the Lord. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He said, that is how you are going to defeat them at Ramagilia. 
sensationalism sensationalism that is how you are going to defeat them because he was hearing a voice that prophet Zedekiah was hearing a voice yet it was a lying spirit I don't know which voice you have been listening to I don't know which voice you have been listening to I don't know but maybe it's a lying spirit I have written three books on this I'm writing a fourth one I can teach on this but it's not the purpose today today is about the true voice of God many people in church are listening to voices in the church which are not the voice of God I'm telling you have you heard the voice of God have you heard the voice Zedekiah wearing his iron gloves boom 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 it's a prophetic act continue it's a prophetic act continue then then even when Micah was speaking, <laughs> when you look at verse 24, 1 Kings 22, when Micah was speaking, Zedekiah went, removed the gloves and slapped Micah, Micaiah, sorry. And then he said to him that, which way did the spirit of God leave me and come to you to speak to you? Huh? Too much sensationalism. Papa, Papa, forensic. Pat, prophetic pathologist prophetic surgeon prophetic pathologist Zedekiah was hearing a voice the 400 prophets heard a voice but it was not the voice of the Lord it was not the voice of the Lord it was not the voice of the Lord so verse 24 he said now nah, he slapped him and said which way did the spirit of God go from me to speak to you and he's questioning somebody really really the voice of the Lord. Psalm 29, verse number 3 to 9. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The voice of the Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, all cry glory, glory, glory. Now tell me, tell me whether, whether we have the voice of God or we have voices. He says the voice of the Lord is majestic. It is majestic. The voice of God is majestic. This is the voice of God. Are you listening to me? Are you hearing me? God's voice. Scripture says that where the word of the king is, there is power. There is no power. There is no... Listen. Listen. Don't try to separate God's voice from his spirit. The man can stand there and tell you 20 prophecies. I tell you, Jehoshaphat had 400 and still demanded that something was not right. That is where we have to get to. Ephesians 4 says the purpose of the giftings is so that we are no longer children being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. As for you, 66 books in the Bible, 1,186 chapters. You have not read 50% of it, yet you know five prophets. You are like in Ahab. Wanted to inquire of the Lord, he said, bring the prophets. There are people who actually, they, 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 they have prophets like pets. 
because they have money and so they keep them and prophets that go, get some of my books and read them yes, that says a lot that says a lot that's not said anything that's not said anything look at Isaiah chapter 30 verse number 20 to 21 he says that though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity though he gives you the, the word of sorrow he says yet your teachers will not be hidden from you anymore for your eyes shall see your teachers and your ears shall hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk on it when you turn to the right or to the left are you listening are you with me I'm praying for somebody here that your ears will hear voice. Your ears will hear that voice of the Lord saying, this is the way. This is the way. And listen to me. We need to know the difference between the voice of God and the voice of man. Too much sensationalism in the church today. Many years ago, you know one of the reasons why we don't have Christians filled with the word? I can tell you one observation. One observation, I'm writing a book about it. Many years ago, in the universities, in the tertiary institutions, there was just one body, the Scripture Union, or the University Christian Fellowship, or the Campus Christian Fellowship. And those days, I'm a product of SU too. Those days, the Scripture Union built people, devotions with the Word of God. Then as if God has spoken to many of these church founders, as if God has spoken to them. Probably he spoke to some. Maybe he didn't speak to all of them. Some of them too could be sheer ambition. Everybody started entering the universities and tertiary institutions. Planting their churches there. So one campus, when you go there, there's um, A, charismatic church, B, Pentecostal church, C, charismatic church. Now when Christians get on campus, then they get confused. If their church is not there, then they are putting pressure on their home church. You to come and start something. If God has not called us to campus, what are we going to do then? So this thing as to, was it God or was it the ambition of men? Of course, some of them probably God told them to go. But I'm sure some of them was also she ambition. Now, you cannot separate the, the, the mind of God from the ambitions of these voices. Is it God? So, so do you know what happened today? Today, the scripture unions and those solid unions they were just one that carried us all of them are now weak because when people go they have to go to this church so you have two three where two or three is now the, the prevailing scripture in our institutions two 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 with church a two with church b two with church c but the other other religions our other religions they just have one they don't have this a this b this you know you know them the other religion, they just have one and they are together. But when we go, he says we should be together in doctrine, we should be together in the knowledge of Christ. We are not, we are not. So I'm trying to end now. God called Samuel, Samuel heard the voice of God, and still God did not stop him from running to Ellie's room. He ran to Ellie's room three times. Wait, he said, You call me. Ellie said no. Then he 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 could put together. The voice that he heard and the voice of Ellie. Then when he came back, God said, Samuel. So when the boy was running out, why didn't God say, stop, stop, stop? He didn't. He wanted Samuel to know how his pastor's voice sounded and how the voice of God sounded. And I'm telling you, Ellie was not even a false prophet. So let's not even go to false prophets. God wants you to know the difference between his voice 
and even genuine men of God. He wants you to. So he allowed Samuel to run in and out three times so that he would know. I'm praying for somebody today that you'll be able to differentiate the voice of God from the voice of that pastor. From the voice, it doesn't matter their genuineness. That's not that's not my problem. How God allowed Samuel to know the difference between his voice and Eli's voice. How Jehoshaphat was able to still see the difference between 400 strange voices and one, one original voice. How Ezekiel received the voice with the spirit. Because Jehoshaphat knew something was missing. And it was the spirit of God. The voice of God is not intimidating. People can intimidate you in the name of the Lord. Run away. He says, John chapter 10. He says, the voice of a stranger they will flee from. People can intimidate you. You get, get, bring, bring $10,000. Because we have to pray. We have to pray and cancel some death. And you carry it and you go. The voice of God. The voice of God. Ask Daniel. He said, I broke down in the presence. Are you ready? Are you ready to hear the voice of God? There are too many voices. And I want to encourage the genuine men of God who are teaching the gospel, who are preaching what God is saying, that people may not gather to you, but do not forsake the path of righteousness. Continue teaching. Because the voice of God, Isaiah 66, I think it was five down. He says, the voice of the Lord is roaring in the temple. And it is roaring recompense. Let me open to that scripture. The voice of the Lord, Isaiah chapter, I think it's 66. He said, your brethren that cast you away and said, let the Lord be magnified. They are about to see you and they'll be surprised. Because there's a voice roaring on your behalf. I'm going to open it. Thank you, Lord. And then we're going to pray. Isaiah chapter 66, verse number 5, I was correct. He says, hear the word of the Lord. You who tremble at his word, your own people hate you and exclude you because of my name. And they have said, let the Lord be glorified that we may see your joy. Okay. Yet they will be put to shame. Hear the uproar from the city. You are here. Good. He says that. The sound of a noise from the city. A voice from the temple. The voice of the Lord. When the Lord speaks, he roars, the temple roars. When the Lord speaks, he roars. When the Lord speaks, the host, the post of heaven's temple shakes. Mere men and women today in Christianity have been able to so ridicule the voice of the Lord. So ridicule the voice of the Lord. The Lord said to me, the Lord said to me that, I know, I know men of God who have even taken people's wives. God will judge them. Men of God who deceive people in the name of the Lord. And the honest lies on you. It lies on you to know, to be able to discern that this is not of God. Look for the Spirit of God. Look for the Spirit of God. Look for the Spirit of God. It's easy. It's easy to know it. Even the way a man speaks, you just know that this one, God has left him. Proud man. God is not proud. Spirit of God is so sensational. Are you ready to pray? We are going to pray. 
The voice of the Lord is majestic. Psalm 29. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The voice of the Lord opens the sea. The voice of the Lord calmed the waters. Ezekiel said, as I heard the voice, a spirit entered into me. Isaiah said, when I heard the voice, I said, woe is me for I am undone. Daniel said, when I heard the voice, I fell and there was no power in my knees. Yet the church today hears the voice, the so-called voice, and they stand and say, go deeper. Change, change the level. Change the level. You are not hearing the voice. If you heard the voice of God, you could not say go deeper. If you are in the presence of God, you could not say go deeper. It's a man talking. A man who has seen something. And that is, prophecy is only the, 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 the benefit of God's omniscience revealed unto a man. I can write a thesis on that. The benefit of God's omniscience. God, future is not with God. God, what will happen to us tomorrow, God knows. So when God shows it to a man, that is God's, the benefit of God's omniscience is revealed to a man. That man should be humble. That woman should be humble. In heaven, John, the revelator, met a man. He started telling him things that happened. John wanted to bow down to the man. And the man said, do not worship me. Don't bow down to me. I am one of those who carry the spirit of the testimony of Jesus. For the spirit of the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Today we have men, some they kiss their ring, they bow and so on. They say, if you don't, if you don't respond, I won't prophesy to you. If you don't respond, I won't prophesy to you. <laughs> you think that's the voice of God? You are in your head. <laughs> those are those are things you are just seeing. And they can be correct because everybody can see. Psychic can see. Uh, Malams can see. Prophets can see. Everybody, everybody can see. There are levels that you can see. Yeah. So you can see everything, but without the presence of God. Jehoshaphat was looking for the presence of God. He was not there. So after 400 prophecies, he says, can you, can you please get me another one? Another one. Are you ready to pray? And I pray that those of you who have been going to and fro. He says, so that we are not tossed by every wind of doctrine, so that we grow and mature in the full stature of the image of Christ Jesus. You're following people. Now, anybody can organize a program, right? Anybody. Today, anybody can. As for you, anybody can put your hand on your head. Anybody, as for you, any, anything goes. As for you, it's fine. So long as the person can tell you your name and your telephone number, it's fine. When God speaks, it doesn't fail. Scripture says, once have God spoken. Once. Twice have we heard the power. When God speaks once, when God's voice comes out once, it, it, it does the work two times. It's not God. They say God spoke and nothing happened. They say, well, God didn't know. And God thought this was the God didn't know the man. So God was not sure. When God speaks, he doesn't fail. It shall be well with you.